Beverly. How'd you know? Because I hired a detective. Yeah, I thought you were having an affair. It's ridiculous, I know, okay? And well, you could have told me about it, though, couldn't you? you? You just completely left me out. Why didn't you tell me, John? You've got to answer that. I was ashamed. Ashamed of what? Of dancing? Well, no, no. And of what? I wanted to be happier. When we have so much. Now, how would you like to love your life? I don't mean just like it. I don't mean just settle and, ah, you know, it's the day-to-day -day routine stuff. But I mean really love your life. With me today is author Craig Biddle. Welcome to the show, Craig. Thank you. Hi. Craig, you've written a book, Loving Life. And, um, and what, I want, what I found interesting about it was that you talked about not just being a happy person, put on a happy face, be a Pollyanna or the rose-colored glasses. You talked about achieving happiness. Now that makes me hopeful because if I'm somebody who doesn't, you know, maybe I may not even have gone to college, but I'm sitting here saying, how do I achieve my happiness? It sounds like there's a, a method, uh, some, some way that I can go about achieving it. Answer that. Absolutely there is. Uh, happiness is not something that we're born with, uh, and it's something that we achieve. Um, uh, happiness is uh, uh, a state of mind that ultimately comes to you from pursuing and achieving your life-serving goals. Uh, you may be born into uh, a family that has uh, a greater degree of wealth than another family, and uh, you may be born into parents that treat you better than somebody else's. But none of that changes the fact that you have free will and that you can, uh, you can make your decisions in life and set your goals and pursue them or not. Yeah, but you know what? If you're born into a rich family, you really have an edge, don't you? I'm just playing devil's advocate. I would here, certainly say there's an advantage to having parents who can afford to send you to, you know, better schools, etc. But that doesn't change the fact that you have free will, and there are countless people out there who were born into, you know, poverty, who then, you know, pick themselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak. And uh, if they want wealth, or if they wanted wealth, they uh, achieved it by their own choices and actions. And I think many of us know of examples where somebody has been born into wealth. And they just wither their lives away. They don't enjoy their lives. They don't make the most of it. They don't know how to be productive, how to choose goals for themselves. And oh, they yeah. end up just being a, a worthless playboy or a bum. I'd need more than two hands to count the people I know who fit that bill. <laughs> Who've said what? Who, who were born into very well-off families and had every uh, advantage and opportunity in the world and have done absolutely nothing with their life. G I think give me an example of some of these people. Uh, some some of the people that I went to school with um, uh, that I can recall, one person in particular who was uh, probably an outright genius in terms of his uh, uh, intelligence, but never applied himself to anything serious, uh, or never applied himself seriously to anything of importance, I should say. Uh, instead, he uh, became a big partier, and uh, you know he was very funny and could could carry a crowd, and always seemed kind of happy. Well, today uh, he is uh, miserable in a job that he doesn't like at all, and uh, I don't uh, see him often. But every once in a while, living in the small city that I do live in, Richmond, uh, I run into him, and uh, you know he chose that uh, destiny, uh, and he had the advantage uh, of, you know, that everybody wishes they had. 
you know, great degree of intelligence and born into a well-off family. And so sometimes that that backfires royally. Exactly. So when you say achieving it, say I'm not born into that family and I want to be happy. How do I go about it? What would you advise me to do? I'd say that uh, there are two things you need most. You need to set goals. You need to make decisions about what you want in life. And that takes a lot of thought. You know, you don't just uh, uh, choose the first thing that comes to mind. You have to look at the full context of, of, you know, the things that you care about in life and then determine which ones are most important. Uh, And then you need uh, uh, principles. You need uh, ideas to help guide you in the pursuit of those goals. Ultimately, what you need is a proper morality. Uh, believe it or not, uh, that's, uh, that's what's at, uh, at issue here. And unfortunately, the word morality has gotten a, rad ba- a bad rap historically. Uh, people think that morality is all about self-sacrifice. And uh, Loving Life, my book, explains that it's not about self- self-sacrifice at all. It's about the achievement of personal happiness. Okay, so I'm I'm still that housewife, and I'm saying I'm listening to you and saying, okay, you're talking about principles, and you're talking setting goals. I get I would need to set goals, mm-hmm. but how do I go about setting goals, and how do I go about doing this thing, achieving happiness? I mean, I want this thing, happiness. I'm sick of being depressed. I'm sick of being anxious. I'm sick of being obsessive compulsive, just cleaning the house the way yeah. I'm doing. I want my life back. I want to enjoy it. How do I go about doing it? Well, here's the thing. Life and happiness are uh, complex things, and they're difficult to achieve. A life of happiness is difficult to achieve, and there is no person and there's no philosophy that can tell a person uh, what particular things uh, he or she has to do to become happy. The only thing that uh, a good morality can tell you is what you need to do in general terms, what kind of actions you need to take to achieve the goals that you choose. If I were to say to somebody, well, what you need to do to be happy is go out and be a doctor, uh, well, you know, that would just be a random assertion. It wouldn't have any connection to that person's values. They need to decide by introspecting. So you don't let other people decide for you. Exactly. And what you're saying is that you introspect, you ask yourself some questions and say, what do I like? What do I want for my life? What would bring me that sense of thrill or that excitement of getting out of bed first thing in the morning? Exactly. You need to choose the things that you would enjoy if you pursued them, and then you need to pursue them. And uh, to do so, you need to have guidance in the form of uh, as I said earlier, principles, and that requires work. It sounds a little bit, uh, you know, heady in, in some ways. It sounds philosophical, and it is. But that's, that's what, uh, you know, a life of happiness requires. Okay, uh, let, me requires give, let me see if I understand you correctly, that there are, there are different types of principles. One principle could be do only for others, not for yourself. And that would absolutely destroy me. I could also say, do whatever I want, however I want, and get whatever I want, and step on whoever I want. That's another principle that could destroy my happiness, even though it would look like I'm getting things, like the playboy who's out there, you know, collecting women or something. He's not happy, even though it will look to the outside world that he's happy. And the alternative is really thinking long range. You know, if you want the goal of ballroom dancing or you want the goal of going back to school for a specific career or you want the goal of a romantic partner, think about how to achieve that 
in a very rational manner. And by rational, it's not rationalistic. It's it's thinking about it clearly and in a way that will help you attain the goal in a way that's doable, not in some extreme way that's not doable. Like, oh, just find your husband this week. I did it. <laughs> is is that is that what you mean? Exactly. Uh, you mentioned that there, you know there are false principles, or, or or what I would call false principles, but to put it in in terms that might be easier for someone to understand, anti-life principles or sacrificial principles, uh, and those I say in in my book, Loving Life, are wrong. Uh, any principle that says you should sacrifice yourself or that you should sacrifice others is a morally incorrect principle. Okay, and we're almost out of time, so it's it's morally incorrect if any guidance that you have in your own mind tells you to sacrifice yourself, to be a doormat in life, and it's also morally wrong to be the playboy in life and to just go after principles and not go after what you want willy-nilly. And I'm talking with Craig Biddle, and right, you can get his book, Loving Life at Amazon.com or at my website, drkenner.com. Thank you very much for being with us. My pleasure. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. You chose your partner. You did not choose your parents. You should not cater to an unreasonable or blatantly irrational parent. Your partner comes first and deserves your loving support. Now consider children. Of course, children are beloved, irreplaceable values. Assuming you had children for the proper reason, you wanted the joy of raising them, then it is not a sacrifice to give up lower priority values, such as being in a time-consuming tennis tournament. You've made a tragic and emotionally costly error if you had children out of duty or to please others. Spending time with your children is typically a great source of pleasure. Nevertheless, partners need private time together on a regular basis. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.